Welcome to Love and Power, An Unexpected Gift by author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Join us for this Women Inseparable study as we learn what it means to be filled with love and power. Here's Jacqueline. We are doing um, week five. May I open a prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord God, I sit here with Acts 4 open before your throne. It's amazing how much we get to hold scripture and hold the very prayers that were prayed by believers so many years ago, and we get to hold them in our hands, and we get to hold them in our hearts, and we get to express them from our mouth to the throne, just as if we are the original first century believers. Father God, the prayer of power, the prayer of power that takes place in Acts 4 is so dynamic. And it's so timely. It was timely for them to express to the throne at that day. And it's timely for us to express at the throne for this day. And I pray with the power and in the name of Jesus Christ that we will hold true to this prayer, that we'll hold on to this prayer, and that by your love and in the power of your name, we will express the same exact prayers that were demonstrated for us, that we cling and follow behind, that we will proclaim them on our knees individually and collectively as a group as women inseparable that we will lay them before your throne with such boldness oh father god i pray for boldness this is my prayer for our study today is the very name boldness and we pray that we will find it in the very name of jesus christ it's in your name we pray amen acts chapter three goes on to the healing healing of a lame man We find when we read through scripture that this lame man was in his 40s. He was above the age of 40. I'm above the age of 40. In fact, I'm halfway through my 40s. So when you read this passage, when I read this passage, I'm like, literally, this is me being healed. This is my age being healed. And this man was lame always. And we know this story. We give account to the story. Some of us that went to Sunday school as a kid saying, this song, how he rose and was leaping and praising God. And I'm not going to even begin to sing a song because I don't uh, sing out loud, but this man is healed. And we often say this man was healed by Peter and this man was healed by John, but this is what the problem is that we find in Acts 4. The problem we find in Acts 4 is Peter and John were brought before all of these um, statutes of religion and they look at Peter and they look at John and they say, how? How did you heal that man? How'd you do that? And Peter and John had wide open door where they could have said words like, oh, isn't it a miracle? Oh, praise God. Oh, God's so good. Oh, we prayed. And the lame man rose. And they could have said all these true statements, all these powerful statements, all these real statements of what happened, because that's what happened. The lame man was sitting there, Peter and John were passing, and they stopped and they prayed and the man stood and was leaping and jumping and praising God and walked off. That's what happened. And sometimes when we go to share a story of praise, we pray and 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 and then a praise happens and we declare the praise by saying, oh, we prayed and God answered. And we say words like, isn't God good? And they're all good statements. This is all real stuff. But we forget, we forget the question and we forget the answer. 
And if I can sit here today with Acts 1 and Acts 2 and Acts 3 and Acts 4 and whatever Acts chapter God brings you to, to stop with every single miracle and stop with every single praise and see how the disciples respond when they're asked over and over and over, how did you do that? The disciples and Paul are always being asked, how did you do that? How is that possible? You did this miracle. You did that miracle. We saw this happen. We saw that life change. We saw this town turn upside down. How is it possible? And this is what we see in Acts 4. In verse 4, verse 7, we see this exact question. He says, and when they had been set before them in the midst, in the midst of all of these different religious sects, he, they're standing there being accused and questions how did you heal that lame man verse 7 says when they had been set before them and they inquired of them they said by what power or by what name did you do this and this is my plea for you and me today proclaim the name of Jesus proclaim the name of Jesus I don't know why I don't know why this happens, but sometimes, sometimes as believers in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we have a prayer, we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. And then God answers our prayer. And then we'll forget to praise, A, sometimes that happens. We'll pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, and then God answers our prayer, and we're like, okay. And then we pray and pray and pray about, about the next thing. And we're constantly in this wheelhouse of prayer, and we never get off that wheelhouse to say, oh my gosh, God, you did it. You answered my prayer. I want to stop and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ for what you just did. We forget to turn around and say thank you. And we think of the 10 lepers all healed one said thank you if you are hearing this today and we're talking about the power in the name of jesus christ and you're a woman of prayer and you need that reminder will you hold on to that reminder when you pray pause stop get off your get off your prayer knees for a moment and get on your praise worship and say jesus thank you Jesus, you did this, you did this, you did this, and I pause and praise you before I go on and rattle off more prayers. Pause and say thank you to the one who answered your prayers. Sometimes we do say thank you. Sometimes we do give credit to whom credit is due, but we forget the power of the name. And I say this with full love and full respect for the Father, for our Creator, God. But sometimes we say, oh, we prayed and God answered. And we mean it from the depths of our heart, but we proclaim, oh, yeah, we prayed. Oh, we prayed. We prayed fervently and God did big things. Well, that's great. That's good. But the question is, by what power did you do that? By what name did that happen? Oh, that we don't say a blanket statement. And may I say this so bold to say this statement? May we not answer the miracle that happens during prayer by saying, oh, we prayed and God did big things. May we give credit to the very name of Jesus. Because there's a lot of people out there that are praying to a lot of gods that are giving a lot of gods a lot of credit. When we as believers in Jesus Christ pray to a God and we give God credit to the person who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there is no difference.
we stand on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And for us to say we prayed to God and God heard our prayer, that's no different than every other religion on earth. But when we say we prayed to God in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ and in his name and in his power, big things happened. No other religion can claim that. No other religion wants to claim that. No unsaved person claims that however religions can be turned upside down. Unsaved lives can be turned upside down when we say the name of Jesus. And friend, when you spend time throughout this entire book of Acts, you see that over and over and over. These apostles, these disciples, these men, these women that we see the first century Christians, whenever they had the opportunity, they did not go around and say, oh, God did this. And again, I say this with full love and respect for my God, my father, my creator. It's the power of the name of Jesus that these disciples proclaim over and over over and over in every opportunity. Verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, may I encourage you in a very practical way. May I get practical? Proclaim the name of Jesus. Jesus is the power. Jesus is the name. He is the one that does all things, always. When you have a habit of proclaiming the name of Jesus in the privacy, in your relationship with God, just you and Jesus, and you proclaim the name of Jesus out loud over and over when you're talking to Jesus, talk to him out loud, proclaim the name of Jesus to the very ears of Jesus. So you get used to the name of Jesus on your tongue. You get used to the name of Jesus within your head. You get used to the name of Jesus within your heart. You get used to the name of Jesus throughout your very soul. And when you're with the Lord in the privacy of your conversations, you're saying, the name of Jesus. And then when you're with your girlfriends who you know are spending time before the throne, you know that they are believers of Jesus Christ, say the name of Jesus as often as you can together and get used to hearing the name of Jesus in a casual conversation. Can I say that again? Get used to hearing Jesus in a casual conversation. So then when you are brought like Peter and John were brought before rulers and elders, and you're brought before a person, or you're brought before a crowd, or you're brought before a situation, you, like Peter and John, could look around and say, I stood filled with the Holy Spirit before, and then you put that person's name. Who is that person that God needs you to testify the name of Jesus to? God needed Peter and John to testify to the rulers to testify to the elders, and they knew who they were testifying to. That's key. That is so powerful. They knew they were speaking to rulers, which means they needed their dialect to speak to rulers. They knew they were speaking to elders. They knew what wording they had to proclaim to the elders. And they didn't say, oh, I'm looking at rulers and elders. Let me um, modify my speech and remove the name of Jesus. They threw full force the name of Jesus. And they spoke power. And they told them the truth. Hey, you were the ones that didn't believe in him. You were the ones that nailed him to the cross. You were the ones that denied him. But God raised Jesus from the dead. And it's in the name of Jesus and it's in the power of Jesus in which this man is healed. And they turned it around. 
and turned it into an open door for their salvation. Here's my request. Always know to whom you're speaking. Always know to whom you're speaking. If you are speaking to an unsaved crowd, speak that person's language. And if you went steady on this, look at 1 Corinthians 9. Proclaiming the name of Jesus is going to sound different depending on who you're talking to. It's always going to be different. So sometimes as a Christian woman, we want the exact um, script. When I'm proclaiming the name of Jesus and speaking the power of the name of Jesus, I want this script. What am I supposed, you are here, map. And this person says this, so I'm going to say this. And this person is going to proclaim this, and so I'm going to proclaim that. And we know exactly ahead of time how this conversation is going to go. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let the Holy Spirit in that conversation. Know who you're speaking to. Know about them. And use their terminologies. Speak their language. And while you're using their terminologies and their language and their passions and their likes and their loves in life, and you in that conversation, you bring in the name of Jesus, Jesus, who has walked among us, the very Jesus who died on the cross for our sins, the very Jesus who was buried, the very Jesus who rose again, the very Jesus in which we stand and whom we love and where we live. Proclaim the name of Jesus to that person in their dialect, and their love, and their passion. Know who you're talking to as you're filled with the Holy Spirit and use it for the sake of salvation. Use it for the sake of salvation. As we consider what it looks like to proclaim the name of Jesus, there's a prayer written in Acts 4. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture and then go into this prayer. And I pray the Holy Spirit will lay on your heart the portion of this prayer that he needs you to have so that you can grow in the power and in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 23, Acts 4.23, Scripture says this. When they were released, when Peter and John were released from being questioned where their power came from and what name they were using. It says when they were released, they went to their friends. She loved that sentence. They went to their friends and they reported, reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, when the friends heard it, the friends lifted their voice together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father, David, your servant said by the Holy Spirit, and then they quote Psalm chapter two. Why? Why did the Gentiles rage? Why did the people plot in vain? Is this a question we are asking today? Why are the nations raging? Why are the people plotting in vain? The king of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. We are living right now, present day in a society that is rising up as a nation against the Lord. And that our nation, our nation as Americans are wanting to pit nation against nation. But the Bible is declaring the nation is raging against the Lord. This is a battle against against God. Sweet friend, you have got to get on your knees and you have got to proclaim the name of Jesus to the ears of Jesus so that you can stand and proclaim to the ears of those around you the name of Jesus. 
Our nation, our nation as American women need us to stand and proclaim the name of Jesus. And these nations that are raging against God need to know that there are women and there are men that are standing in the name of Jesus Christ. It is his power. It is his name. It is Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. Verse 27. Verse 27 says, For truly the, the friends are praying with Peter and John. The friends are proclaiming, For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus. The very Jesus, very God that you, that you anointed. Sweet Christian, I don't know what nation in which you're alive in today. But I pray that these words, that these words will resonate in your soul as you fall in love with your God today, as you are where you are in the midst of these raging nations, will you hold on to how big your God is? Verse 27, again, listen to the power. It says, for truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus. The attack is against Jesus. And look at the description of who Jesus is. He is the one of whom God anointed. And then it turns. It says both Herod and Pontius Pilate. And if you don't know those two stories, read Matthew 27 and learn who those two stories, those two names are about. These two are the two responsible for nailing Jesus Christ on the cross. This is what scripture says, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with all the Gentiles, all the unsaved and all the people of Israel, all God's chosen people are all appointed and anointed by God to do verse 28 says to do whatever your hand, God, and whatever your plan, God had predestined to take place. God has a plan. God had a plan the very day that it, scripture says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God had a plan on the very day where John 1, 1 says in the beginning, God created all things. And then Jesus came and dwelt among us. God had a plan. His plan is Jesus. It's always been the plan. And it doesn't matter if Herod feels like he's standing in the way. Herod was anointed by God. How hard is that sentence when we know what Herod did to our Jesus? Pontius Pilate was anointed by God. How hard is that as we sit there at the foot of the cross seeing what Pontius Pilate allowed to happen to our Jesus? And we sit here and we see our nations rage against God. And we say, God, how can this be your plan? How can this be your hand? And we say, we know this is anointed and we know it's about the name of Jesus. And those of us that know Jesus proclaim, even so come, even so come, Lord Jesus. May we not say that privately in our closets. Verse 29, oh, sweet friend, may we pray as friends gathered around our nations these words. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. Oh, Father God, as a daughter of today's society, I plead these words before your throne. 
And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Father God, I pray for your servants around every nation, around the world in which you love, around the world in which you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for even, even those that are threatening your children. I pray boldness in each and every one of us as your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And while, we, while we speak your word, we pray, verse 30, that while you, Father God, while you stretch out your hand to heal, while you, Father God, do the signs, while you, Father God, perform your wonders through the very name of your holy servant, Jesus, Father God, this is our prayer. And we pray as there's no timeline in your scale. We pray with our brothers and sisters, with the apostles gathered on Peter and John. We pray among your servants that are scattered around this world today that you will perform your hand and your wheel, your plan, your name, your signs, your wonders, all through the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, this is our prayer. Verse 31 is a beautiful Beautiful statement. It says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Don't you wish you were in that room? Could you imagine what that felt like? They were gathered together. The place in which they were gathered was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they continued. Do you see their prayer, and do you see their action? They continue to speak the word of God with boldness. Their prayer was, don't let us stop. God, no matter what, don't let us stop proclaiming the name of Jesus. Don't let us stop. God, this is our prayer. This is our prayer. Don't let us stop. And then as soon as they were done praying, what did they do? Ha, <sighs> they stood up. They stood up with all boldness and faith and 100% faith. They stood and said, God, this is our prayer. We want to, we want to do this. We want to speak your name and we want to speak it with boldness. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then they went on with their life and they, you know, had conversations and, oh, we prayed and, oh, God did good things. And do you see sometimes what we do? We find ourselves on our knees before God in the throne room and we get enamored by his love and we are so in love with him and we pray with boldness and then we, we get up and oh, God is big and God is good. Where's the boldness? Where's that 100% faith we had when we were falling in love with our God? May we carry that with us. And I pray don't sound condescending or sound like I'm being judgmental to any one of us. I am pleading this prayer right along with every girl in this room and every girl listening via podcast. And I was going to say radio station. That's funny. <laughs> Through video. Our world needs us to be strong. Our world needs us to be strong in our love for Jesus Christ. Our world needs us to be strong on our knees in our closets in prayer. Our world needs us to be strong in prayer with our girlfriends. 
our God needs us to be strong and proclaiming with boldness the name of Jesus one by one by one. May we this week consider the world in which we live, the big world in which we live, the nations in which that are raging against our God. May we consider that. And then may we consider the boldness of Acts 1.8. And each and every one of us scale back as we pray for our nations, as we pray for our nations, may Acts 4 be our very prayer that we pray for our nations 24 hours a day. May we just pray always. But at the same time, may we scale back to our world, the very world in which you live. And when you wake up in the morning, what's the first person you see? Consider that. First person you see. Some of us are like, I live alone. Okay. So the first person you see is you when you look in the mirror. Happy Monday. Proclaim the name of Jesus. Proclaim the name of Jesus to that very person looking at you in the mirror. Proclaim the name of Jesus. And when you leave that house and you leave that conversation and there's a person in front of you, ha, oh, proclaim the name of Jesus. As you are where you are with a boldness and a love and not because we're out there and saying hey do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior but because we're so passionately in love with him and everything that we do is through the love of Jesus the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus may we testify of his name everywhere we go so that the nations rage against God will settle the only answer to this rage is Jesus. It is the only answer to this rage. May we stand in that boldness. Oh, Acts 4. Kind of makes you want to read Acts 5, doesn't it? And 6 and 7. Spend time in Acts with the Lord. In our study of love and power, we've spent these first couple of weeks focused on the word love. Have you noticed your love for God double, triple, deepen, grow? He loves you. Our God loves us so much. Our Jesus loves us so much. The Holy Spirit loves us so much. And we just are just in awe. Our study is love and our study is power. We're getting ready to bring them to those two together. We've been talking about love, talking about love, talking about love this week as you practice the name of Jesus, as you rehearse the name of Jesus, as you stand on the word of Jesus and that boldness, you're going to see power come in. Don't stop that power. That power is not you. That power is Jesus in you. Don't you dare stand in the way of his power. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending us your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you. Jesus Christ, so much for coming. We thank you for being God's eternal plan. Jesus, our nations need you. Jesus, our nations need you. I pray that we will not stand and judge one nation over the other, and that we won't stand and judge one human over another, but that we'll proclaim the name of Jesus, knowing that Jesus is the answer for every single human on earth, good, bad, evil, Jesus is the answer for that person. I pray salvation right now upon that person that's on our hearts individually around this world. I pray salvation upon that soul right now. Even the most 
evil of people, I pray, Jesus Christ, that your light will shine in that darkness and that you will win that soul according to God's eternal plan. I pray salvation upon those that are threatening the very name of God. Oh, I pray the name of Jesus. I pray the name of Jesus upon every nation. Lord, there are innocent. Oh, God, there are innocent people that are in the way of evil rage against the name of God. And I pray protection. I pray salvation. I pray your love upon every single one of them. Oh, Jesus, will you show yourself so fully? And I pray that your children, your servants around this world will stand with such boldness that in the boldness of the name and of the power of Jesus Christ, they will proclaim your name always. This is my prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions to womeninseparable at gmail.com.